Welcome to Lakeland Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Lakeland, please visit our website at lakeland.church. Today it is 4th of July. As you think about 4th of July, what is it that you think about? You probably might go, well, fireworks, maybe barbecue, um, maybe hanging out with friends or family. It might include traveling. Maybe it's going to the beach or going to the lake. Uh, Those are some of the things that you might be thinking of, but probably above all of that, we think of freedom, right? Because it's our independence day. It's when the United States, we declared our independence from from England, right? And and so it's, it's funny that when we think of America, there's there's become obviously the shortened version of America. And let me just say it, and then I'm going to ask you, what do you think uh, of it? But you hear this all the time when people are like, America. And, and when I hear that, almost every time I hear people go, America, basically what they're saying is freedom. We do whatever we want. Like it's America and we can just do what we want. And in fact, America is just like it. It's almost synonymous with this idea of we're all free. We all have independence. And quite frankly, if I were to ask you, um, do you like your independence? Do you like freedom? Almost everyone would be like, of course, I like freedom. I like independence. Little little quiz here, okay? I'm going to give you some questions. And if you're sitting with people, I want you to vote, okay? So I want you to just kind of vote, throw up your hand of what you would vote for. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of where, uh, where all of you vote, but... It, let me give you two options and then show of hands, okay? Which would you prefer? Would you prefer to have a boss or be your own boss? How many of you have a boss? Like, I don't want the responsibility. How many of you be your own boss? Okay. All right, here's another one. Live under someone else's roof or live under your own roof, like you own your own home. How many of you live under someone else's roof? No responsibility taking care of it. All right, how many own your own home? Okay. All right. How many of you uh, would it be use public transportation or own your own car? How many of you would say use public transportation? So much easier, not have to maintain anything. How many of you use your own car? All right. Here, let me give you another one. Follow a given schedule or create your own schedule. How many of you would like to just have a schedule given to you? How many of you would like to create your own? Okay. All right. Let me give you another one. Being told when to go to bed or deciding when you want to go to bed. How many of you being told when to go to bed? <laughs> probably no hands are probably going up. How many decide when you want to go to bed? I remember when I uh, I started Bible college. Um, I, this is you know 25 years ago um, plus. Uh, we had curfew. At at my Bible college, I'd never, well, growing up, obviously, I had a curfew, but here I was 18, I'm in Chicago, I'm at college, and all of a sudden, ah, they hit me with, here's your your curfew, like midnight on on a weekend, and I remember being like, probably not that midnight was a bad time or way too early for me to have to you know, go back to our dorms, but I remember I hated the curfew, not because it was really such a bad time, but because it was dictated to me of that's when you need to go back to your dorm. And I just didn't like it, man. Maybe you feel that that same way. Our last one, quick vote, eat a meal made for you or make your own meal. Think about it. Eat a meal make, made for you, make your own meal. Okay. So now that one's a little different and here, here's why it's a little different. Eat a meal is made for you is this idea of you have total freedom just to eat what's brought. However, you have to submit to the cook. 
Like whatever they chose to make, that's what you're saying. I'm eating a meal that's made for me. Like there's this really kind of bizarre thing of I can either choose to do the work myself and make my own call of my meal, or I can just freely receive what comes to me, but I do have to submit to the will of the cook. This is actually starting to will or lean into this idea of willing submission. It's, it's kind of, do I want to submit to what is being, in this case, made for me. There, there's freedom, but I have to eat what's being brought to me. Most types of freedom actually come with this form of willing submission. They're, they're, it's actually usually a part of the equation. Even when you don't really see it from the get-go, there usually is willing submission. Even in America, you might say, okay, well, we're free. However, are you aware that most of us have willing submission to live here in America? We willingly submit to laws and our government and taxes, and those, those are things we willingly submit to to live freely, right? Uh, guess what? In the Garden of Eden, this was actually the model of what we were made for. A, a beautiful picture of really what freedom looks like, but dovetailed with it is willing submission. So God says to Adam, when he's there in the garden, he says, you are free to eat of any fruit here in the garden. Okay, that's the, the kind of the opening statement. You're free. However, don't eat of the one tree, of uh, the knowledge um, of good and evil that's in the middle of the garden. And so here, here it is. He's got this freedom to eat anything, but willing submission to maintain the relationship is to restrain from that one thing. And if you want all the freedom, well, then you're going to willingly submit to restrain or to stay away from that one thing. It's total freedom with willing submission. We all long for freedom, but spiritually, maybe you didn't know this, spiritually, you are always submitting to something. Let me say it again. Spiritually, you are always submitting to something. In John chapter 8, Jesus actually describes what we were born into as far as what we were submitting to, spiritually submitting to. John chapter 8, verse 34, this is what it says. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Are you hearing that what you were born into as far as what you were submitting to? A slave to sin. Then he's going to go on to say two verses later, if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. Okay, so there's something that you're willingly submitting to, kind of you're born into as a slave to sin, but he's going to paint that there is another option. There's another way that this can play out, that there is freedom out of this, but spiritually, this is the submission that you're born into, a slave to sin. Okay, so what is, what does that mean? What is being a slave to sin or spiritually submitting to sin? Paul describes this kind of the cycle of what it feels like to be constantly submitting to sin in Romans chapter 7, verse, really, I'll start in verse 15. He says this, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Have you ever felt that way? Like, I, I know the thing that I don't want to do, but that thing that I, that I don't want to do, that thing I hate, that's what I end up doing. He goes on to say this in verse 17, as it is, it's no longer I myself who do it. It's sin living in me. The sin that I'm willingly submitting to, the sin that I'm a slave to. Verse 18, for I have the desire to do what's good, but I can't carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil that I don't want to do, that's what I keep on doing. Have you ever felt that way? Where you're like, that's the thing that I want to do and I can't do it. The evil that I don't want to do, that's what I keep on doing. 
Maybe you've been there where you're like, I, I don't want to lose my temper. But once again, I find myself doing that very thing. I, I don't want to find myself losing it again, but I find myself falling right back into that. I didn't want to be manipulative, but once again, I'm being manipulative. I didn't want to be passive aggressive, but once again, I'm dropping these passive aggressive statements. I didn't want to fall into that temptation again, but here I am again doing it. I didn't want to fill in the blank of whatever that is for you, and yet once again, you find yourself there doing wrong, thinking wrong, behaving wrong, reacting wrong. The evil I don't want to do, that's what I keep on doing. The whole point of what Paul is doing here in writing this is not to say, sucks to be a human, <laughs> like that's what you're stuck in for forever. That's not what he's saying. He's describing it in this chapter so that he can describe that there's something better in the next chapter. Like there's something that we can willingly submit to that's different than being a slave to sin. There is freedom. So Paul says, this is what we were all born into, we were slaves to. And maybe you find yourself in that cycle, maybe today, uh, where you feel like the very thing that I don't want to do, oh man, I'm caught on it again. Um, this past weekend, I went on a bike ride. If you heard me preach the week before, you heard me talking about how I was going to go on this 160-mile bike ride over a two-day period of time. And that's what we did. We, we took two days and five of us guys, it was kind of a surprise deal for one of my best friends, um, we did this crazy long bike ride. And people have asked me, how's it going? So let me tell you how it went. Okay, so on day one, I rode actually a road bike, a really nice road bike. Um, and the bike performed amazing. It was, it was actually, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was manageable. The problem was when I showed up, the guy who kind of coordinated the trip, when he first looked at the road bike I'd brought, he's like, Ooh, I don't think that bike's going to work for day two. I was like, why? He's like, well, because over half of day two is gravel. I'm like, oh no, I mean, these little thin tires. And he's like, and, it, and they're predicting rain. I don't even know if it'll make it through. So day one, I have this amazing ride. But day two, I was like, luckily, um, we were only in Milwaukee. And so we were close enough. So I called my wife and I said, hey, babe, would you bring my other kind of my hybrid bike, my other bike, and we'll swap out for day two. So she did. She brought my other bike. Now, here's what you need to know about my other bike. It's old. It's probably 20 years old. It's just a general hybrid. It's got wider tires so it could handle the gravel. Um, it's got a comfier seat. So that was great. Uh, but it was just, it just didn't handle the same way. And here's what I quickly discovered. On day two, that bike, that older bike that I had, it just could not keep up with all the other guys' bikes. They had really nice, I would call them fast road bikes with the right tires that could go on gravel. And I had this old hybrid kind of mountain, whatever road bike that just couldn't keep up. Like whatever their pace was, they were going three to four miles per hour faster than me. And so the whole time I am just pedaling, pedaling, pedaling just to keep up with these guys. And I am dying. And I'm not joking when I say I'm dying. In fact, there was many times when I would just say, guys, I got to take a break or I need you guys to slow down. I just, I thought I was going to die. So we've come to the end of this thing. We finish, yes, uh, and I take a shower. And as soon as I finish and I hop out the shower, I immediately, I lose feeling in my hands, in my feet. My head starts pounding. It feels like I'm going to throw up. 
feels like I'm running a fever. I lay down in bed. I'm like, I just need to like warm up. I think I'm just chilled from my shower. And I immediately was just a wreck. What was going on is I actually was experiencing heat stroke. I'd pushed my body so hard. I was so overheated that day from all the work that I was literally, my body was just going, Josh, I hate you. Like, I hate you, and now <laughs> take this. And so as the guys went on out for the night to enjoy like a big pizza, I'm sitting there lying in bed as my body is screaming, I wish you would have died. <laughs> That's how I felt. Because here's the deal. On that bike on day two, guess what? I could not win. I was going to, I just was set up to lose. Like, there was no way for me to go at the pace that these other guys were going. I was dying on that bike. If I were to take like what Paul wrote when he said, for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. I would have said, I looked at that bike and I was like, for the speed I want, I know the speed I want to go, but I do not go. The speed that I hate, which is too slow, that is which the speed I go. And like as long as I was on that bike, I was a slave to the max speed that that bike could go. And that bike produced ultimately death. It was producing a speed that was felt like I was dying the whole time. Being a slave to sin is like riding a spiritual bike where the only result is you're always falling short. You're falling short of what you know there's a better version out there. You're dying and you know there's something better out there. And I literally, on a bike ride, I saw the better. I saw it on these other guys in terms of the bikes that they were riding. There's a different bike. There's another way of riding. There's a speed that I wanted to go. I just couldn't get there. Romans chapter 6, verse 18, he says this, You've been set free from sin, a.k.a. you can get off that bike that's killing you. And then he says this, And I've become slaves to righteousness. Okay, so all that, you can get off the bike that's killing you. You can be set free from it. There is freedom, freedom from a life uh, as a slave to sin, dominating your life, where you're always feeling like you're losing. You're always feeling like, like you're dying. You don't always have to feel that way. You don't always have to feel stuck. But then wait, he, he goes on immediately to say, it sounds like he's just shifting from one form of slavery to another. He says, I've become a slave to righteousness. Sounds like I'm just a slave to another bike. Well, yes, in, in, in a way, but it's spiritually superior. It saves your life and it makes it so that you can actually finish the race and finish it strong. Like, and I want to do this. I want to hop back one verse because the previous dis verse describes what this becoming a slave to sin, the, the heart posture that happens as we do so. Romans 6, 17, he says this, but thanks to God, that though you used to be slaves to sin, that's the bike you used to ride, you've come to obey from your heart the pattern of the teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. I love that word. It's claimed your allegiance. In the next verse, he's going to say it's being a slave to righteousness, but here's what we're doing. We're choosing our allegiance. We're choosing which bike we want to ride. We're choosing, do I want to be a slave to sin where I feel like I'm always dying. I'm, it's always an uphill battle. I always feel like I'm under the gun. I always feel like I'm losing. Or do I want to be a slave to righteousness? On my bike ride, I had to choose. 
between two bikes. I didn't have another option. I had to claim my allegiance to one or the other. And your allegiance will be uh, toward riding a bike kind of as a slave to sin or riding the bike as a slave to righteousness. And the truth is, being a slave to righteousness, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. If you think, oh, well, that's just, it's always super easy. It's not. Doing the right thing is not always easy especially if you're the only one doing it, or you're the only one standing up to those who are doing wrong or pushing back against those who are doing wrong. So choosing to willingly submit as a slave to righteousness is not always easy, but it is life-giving. It saves your life, and it won't take your life. And so here's the question. Will my allegiance be toward being a slave to sin, or being a slave to righteousness. And it's all about this. It's about willing submission. Where do I choose my allegiance is gonna land? Um, is it gonna be toward righteousness or is it gonna be toward sin? And here's why it matters. Romans 6, 22 says this, 22 and 23. But now that you've been set free, this is Freedom Sunday, this is Independence Day, set free from sin and have become slaves to God. Once again, that's his willing submission to God. The benefits you reap, listen to this, lead to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's this reality of what we were slaves to, what we were bound to. And that was death. As long as sin has ruled over us, that's what the penalty of sin is. For the, the wage of sin, the price of sin is death. But there's a better option. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. This is through putting my trust in what Jesus did for me at the cross. And then also trusting him in terms of how he directs my life. In terms of all things, am I going to willingly submit to his desires for my life or am I going to try to call the shots? It, if I were to um, summarize it in some ways, it's this. It's an invitation back to the Garden of Eden. It's total freedom, actually, in Christ with willing submission of saying, these are the things I'm going to steer clear of. Uh, some of the things that the world is is tempting me into. Some of the things that the world is saying, hey, this should be a part of your life. But you say, no, it's, I have all the freedom in the world in Christ when I willingly submit to his ways and actually steer clear of some of those things that will trip me up. If you're a Christian today, here's what I want to challenge you kind of in, is that we're free. But the best way that it plays out is that when we submit every choice we have to God. It's crazy to me, but we do it. We put our faith in Christ, but then we often hop back on that bike that is kind of my own choice. It's, it's actually ruled by sin. It's ruled by death. It's the old bike that we chose to hop off of. And wherever we hop back on that bike, we actually reap what that bike produces in that area of our life. Maybe um, in your life, maybe you'd say, yeah, there was a time when I surrendered it all to him, but if I'm honest and I trusted him, I trusted him as my Lord, I trust him as my savior, but if I'm honest, in this decision my uh, this decision or this area in my life, I choose to hop back on the old bike. And you know that it's producing stuff in you that you feel like you're just losing. It's producing in that area of your life something where you just feel like, I feel like I'm under the gun. I feel like I'm just not winning. Well, it's because you've chosen to be a slave to sin in that area of your life and not willing submission 
a slave to God, willing submission to righteousness, which will produce life in you and be rejuvenating and be free. Like that's the freedom. Every time we choose the old bike, we actually choose a slaver, slavery to something that is truly not free. Where our willing submission to God is, there's a, this great freedom in that. And so uh, let me just close this here in prayer. And um, we're going to have people who are obviously being baptized today. Maybe if you've been baptized, maybe think back to the day that you were baptized. Think about it. On that day, you were kind of going all in, right? You were saying, God, you can have all of me. What areas of your life have you taken back and said, no, I'm going to hop on the old bike for this area of my life? Maybe today you just need to go, okay, nope, that needs to be handed back to him as well. Later today, make sure to check out our baptisms. Uh, those, those, uh, the video of people taking that step is just always beautiful. But let me pray for us today. Jesus, uh, as I think about Freedom Sunday here, there is a freedom that you invite us into. Freedom from being ruled by sin and death, being ruled and a slave to sin, which leads to just constant loss, feeling like I'm always dying. You offer us a better option, and it's through faith in your son, Jesus Christ, and then it's becoming, kind of willingly submitting, becoming slaves to you, which I know sounds like, boy, it doesn't sound like I'm free, but we are. We're totally free. It's this Garden of Eden experience. We can eat anything, but we willingly submit to the things that you would say, those are off limits because they're destructive. Lord, maybe there are some areas in our lives where we've picked up some of those old habits. We've hopped on uh, the old bike, um, and we just need to repent of it and say, God, I want to get back in, in line with you. I want every area of my life um, to be a slave, a willing submission to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us this morning uh, for our 4th of July service. Um, I pray that you have a great and safe 4th. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. If you'd like to partner with Lakeland in helping people follow Jesus, be changed by Jesus, and commit their lives to the mission of Jesus, you can contribute to the mission by visiting lakeland.church forward slash give.